Delicious meets nutritious in the snack that packs a real protein punch, wonderful pistachios. Each one-ounce serving of wonderful pistachios has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value and making wonderful pistachios one of the highest protein nuts. But perhaps more than that, I love all of the flavors they have. Their sea salt and vinegar ones are my favorite when I'm craving that flavor but want to keep it healthy. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Wonderful pistachios come in a variety of flavors, like chili roasted, honey roasted, smoky barbecue, and jalapeno lime, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. So fill up with a healthy snack when hunger strikes. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. That's wonderfulpistachios.com. This is Optimal Health Daily, episode 1816. Could your daily cappuccino protect you from Alzheimer's disease? By Dr. Jenny Brockus of drjennybrockus.com. And I'm Dr. Neil, your host and narrator. Happy Monday and welcome back to another week of Optimal Health Daily. This is where I read to you from some of the best health and fitness blogs on the web, kind of like an ongoing audiobook, and always with a bit of my commentary at the end. And with that, let's keep this intro nice and short, so let's get right to today's post as we optimize your life. Could your daily cappuccino protect you from Alzheimer's disease? By Dr. Jenny Brockus of drjennybrockus.com. Yes, the world's most commonly used psychostimulant is caffeine. For many of us, that first cup of coffee helps us to get up in the morning. For some, it becomes a ritual of sourcing the very best coffee beans roasted to perfection. For others, grabbing a coffee on the way to work, to meetings, or for a break is just part and parcel of everyday life. The question is, apart from keeping our brain alert, does caffeine have any other benefit to our brains? The research suggests, yes, it does. And findings from a recent study suggest it could even be protective against the development of Alzheimer's disease. When teaching brain fitness classes, one of the key lifestyle areas I discuss is nutrition and how adhering closely to the Mediterranean diet is best for helping to preserve memory and other cognitive skills. This diet includes leafy green vegetables, lean protein, especially fresh fish, fruit, whole grains, seeds and nuts, and relatively little dairy. The extras to also add in include turmeric, green tea, dark chocolate, red wine, and coffee. What's the evidence? The research as part of an Alzheimer's research study was conducted in Florida and examined two groups of 124 people aged 65 and older. The participants all underwent cognitive evaluation at the start of the study along with blood levels for plasma caffeine and 11 different biomarker cytokines. The study continued with the participants being monitored cognitively over a two to four year period. Each participant was placed into one of five groups. Initial normal cognition and remain normal, initial normal cognition and then developed mild cognitive impairment, abbreviated MCI, which is where a person has significant memory problems but has not declined to the level where a diagnosis of dementia has been made. Initially had mild cognitive impairment and remained so. Initially had mild cognitive impairment and converted to dementia. And initially had dementia and remained so. 
the plasma caffeine levels checked at the first visit were found to be significantly lower in those categorized as having initial mild cognitive impairment compared to those with normal cognition. There was also a difference between those with dementia compared to those who did not, but this difference was not statistically significant. In those who converted from mild cognitive impairment to dementia over the course of the study, they were found to have initial plasma caffeine levels 51% below the levels of those who had mild cognitive impairment and who maintained so. In both cohorts, having a baseline level of plasma caffeine greater than 1,200 nanograms per milliliter if you already had mild cognitive impairment was associated with a 100% chance of avoiding progressing to dementia during the two to four year follow-up. So how much coffee drinking will produce the 1,200 nanograms per milliliter level? This will depend on the strength of the coffee, but an average of three to five cups a day will provide 500 milligrams of caffeine. Previous animal studies showed that drinking 100 to 200 milligrams of caffeine a day did not produce this dementia-saving effect. However, it is of course important to realize that drinking coffee alone is not the holy grail of dementia prevention. There are a number of different environmental and genetic factors at play. Caffeine consumption is another factor to consider along with being physically active, managing other risk factors such as high blood pressure, cholesterol, and diabetes, and getting lots of antioxidants from fresh fruit and vegetables. There are a number of people who are quite sensitive to caffeine who would not be able to tolerate this amount of coffee on a regular basis without running the risk of bouncing off the walls or experiencing unpleasant palpitations and jitteriness. If this is you, then obviously caffeine is not something you would choose in your arsenal of dementia protection. However, for those who can tolerate greater quantities, it could be a way to help maintain cognition. Caffeine can be taken as an enjoyable way for us to obtain some valuable antioxidants and anti-inflammatory compounds. It has also been shown to suppress certain brain enzymes involved in stimulating amyloid production and increasing certain plasma cytokines required to stimulate new synaptic connections and neurogenesis. So, there are certainly benefits to our brain function from drinking coffee. This is an interesting study that highlights that many components of what we do, what we eat and drink, how we choose to live our lives, contribute to our overall likelihood or not, of developing dementia as we age. But this is only a single study on a relatively small population, so the findings, while interesting, require further follow-up to determine how much protection coffee drinking really does afford and how this all fits in with everything else. Meanwhile, I shall continue to indulge in my enjoyment of a good cup of coffee in the mornings. You just listened to the post titled, Could Your Daily Cappuccino Protect You from Alzheimer's Disease? by Dr. Jenny Brockus of drjennybrockus.com. When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it filters out incompatible applicants. So when you're hiring, the process is much faster and you only have to consider applicants that are already likely to be a great fit. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit 
to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash health. Just go to indeed.com slash health right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash health. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Dr. Neil here for my commentary. When I was in graduate school, I had to write a research paper on the health effects of caffeine. I had always thought that caffeine was harmful, since that was what I kept hearing at the time. But when I searched for peer-reviewed articles on the topic of caffeine and its potential harmful effects, something very interesting happened. I couldn't find any, and believe me, I tried. But no matter how hard I tried, I simply couldn't find reputable studies showing that caffeine use was harmful to our health. Instead, I kept finding articles on how it might be beneficial to our health. This experience completely changed my perspective. Now, the current U.S. dietary guidelines say that we should still think about limiting our daily consumption of caffeine to no more than 400 milligrams per day. That would be like a grande coffee at Starbucks. And we should also keep in mind that the majority of the studies on the benefits of caffeine did not include caffeine found in sodas, energy drinks, or over-the-counter medications. Instead, again, most of these studies looked at caffeine consumption in the form of plain coffee or tea. So it seems that many of the benefits of consuming caffeine may be dependent on the source of that caffeine too. Don't expect the same health benefits from sodas or energy drinks. All right, that'll do it for the Monday episode. I hope you have a great start to your week and I'll be back here tomorrow as usual where your optimal life awaits.